the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K show. I, that's my favorite open, even more so than the than uh, our hour one open because it, it is all mine. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, indeedy, and thank you guys for being here tonight. It is Friday Eve. We are rolling into the weekend tonight. Thank Jesus, yes, indeed. Um, all right, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. How do you think we should be handling this, Sunny Hostin, who called white suburban women cockroaches? Um, CNBC, I can tell you how they handled Shepard Smith and his two years and no viewers. They gave him the boot. Okay. And here to discuss this and as well as all that's happening with the midterm elections is our favorite commentator when it comes to all things uh, particular. And y'all know, y'all recognize that giggle right there. It is. I'm always getting this glowing <laughs> review from you <laughs> that I don't deserve. You know. <laughs> well, y- y- let me tell you, but before, before, um, at the last segment, before I wrapped, I, it, I said, y'all may not even remember because it's been so long since we talked about it. I so Brian Maloney is coming up next. Y'all think of him as Red Wave, Red Wave America, of course. But I had to remind everybody of your efforts in media and stop the scalpings, how you help save some people that, are, you know, in media. Yeah, that's how you and I connected in the first place yeah. like six years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, and uh, we missed the mark. I mean, I think. A little bit. Uh, by the way, welcome to the show. Um, I'm glad that you. I'm glad you saved. I'm glad you saved Hannity and Laura Ingram. Even though I'm not huge fans of them, because I I don't like attacks on trying to silence us and trying to control the flow of information, control the message, and you control minds. But then, uh, but then I think the conservatives did we not miss the mark with not going after like Whoopi Goldberg and trying to make sure that if if they're going to come for us, that they get held to the same yeah. to, to the same standards. Well, that, that's, that's absolutely right. And, you know, when you talk about what we did six years ago and we, I mean, Sean Hannity was about five seconds away from being fired. His contract was up. Uh, Bill O'Reilly had just been fired. So that's the backdrop to why we got organized uh, and fought back because Hannity was on his way out. Uh, the, the sad thing is that in the time since then, I mean, I still stand by everything we did for Hannity and for Laura Ingram at the time. Um, you know, they were going to wipe Fox clean of all conservatives. So, you know, our efforts, Sean ended up with a five-year contract, which is, I don't know if he's renegotiated that or not, but whatever. And, you know, I mean, did we get a lot of credit for what we did? No, but that didn't really matter. And at the time, you know, he was still really, I think, fighting for us. 
I don't think he is anymore. Um, but I also think that he's not necessarily the problem. People, you know, well, what's going on at Fox? Well, what's going on at Fox is Paul Ryan was put on the board mm-hmm. of Fox and ended up with an ex- extreme amount of control over programming. Neil Cavuto is a liberal in there who has had the ear of the Murdochs. Um, you had the transition to first two of the Murdoch sons, then just one because they, they had a falling out with the other. But the bottom line here is that, you know, it has been in bad hands now for several years, you know. And so I just put up a meme at Red Wave America's Facebook page a little while ago. I don't know if you saw it, but um, it had, um, oh, what's his name? The annoying guy, uh, Brett Bayer. Uh, a picture of him hiding behind a tree waiting to call Arizona. You know, <laughs> one percent of the vote in. It's a funny <laughs> meme. You've got to go to, to Red Wave America on Facebook, <laughs> the page. Because it's a very, I didn't create it. It's it's from grand old memes. They've been doing oh, a lot of really so funny conservative humor memes. But the, that one is a good one. Because we know, we know we're going to be bracing for election night and mm-hmm. Fox's bad calls. And I'll tell you what's already been going on. And that is that Fox, uh, you know, is once again the liberal outlier when it comes to polls. I mean, their polls are to the left of the, the leftist universities, you know, it's like, I look at the polls every day. I'm like, wow, what's that poll that shows us behind and everything? Oh, Fox, mm-hmm. not Emerson College, not, you know, Quinnipiac University or these left wing universities that show us ahead and everything. But we got Fox there to show us behind, you know, it's like, yeah. what is going on in that place? Yeah, um, it, it's and, and you know what? <sighs> I go back and forth. I, I get why some people. I personally think I'm just going to say this. I personally don't think anybody should be should be any conservative should be watching Fox because all that does is keep the Paul Ryan's and the Murdochs, yeah. you know, it, you know, in, in control and in charge. It, and and there are people that will say, well, you know, I only watch Tucker. I don't watch Fox. I just watch Tucker. Well, then you're watching Fox, right? Every yeah, every yeah. Wait, if you give your eyeballs to Fox News Channel, you are propping up the far left contingent that's going on there, the Murdochs. You're the Lachlan Murdoch was the one he's the one Lachlan Murdoch is the one who came up to Chris Wallace after the debate in which he can he stopped and shut down any any discussion about Hunter Biden Um, and 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 that was not even the worst of it Lachlan Murdoch gave him a glass of champagne afterwards and congratulated him on a job well done and that was even before they called Arizona I think that if we want to if we care about what what is happening in our media today as conservatives we need to we need to take our power back and that means to not give eyeballs to Fox News Um, Brett Baer a lot of people thought he was he was the Chad lad originally coming out of the you know Bush v. Gore days and a lot of people thought he was a straight up dude Um, he's he's a little lefty going on there oh yeah yeah Shepard Smith was another one that that rose to fame in the 2000 Bush v. Gore days and um, and then slowly over time just really started showing when he took over the noon hour, uh, noon hour Pacific, just really started showing what a far left, you know, um, progressive hack he was. So he oh, just yeah. he just couldn't stand being there at Fox anymore. So he just had to leave, got himself a deal at CNBC. And then it was crickets. Nobody, nobody ever thought about him since. And then today he got fired. Brian yeah, Lee. and nobody even remembered he was still on <laughs> CNBC. That was the. I thought, oh wait, oh, that's right. He he did move over there. I thought he vanished into thin air forever. I really did. I mean, and if you put Brett Baer on 
CNBC. It would be the same crickets. Nobody's going to follow him over there because he doesn't have a following either. These guys are overpaid uh, people with no fan base. You know, we see people like this given a voice who have no fans, no supporters. I'll give you another one. Geraldo Rivera. Oh, yeah. Geraldo has not one fan on the planet. I'm sorry. Nobody likes Geraldo, but he always has a gig, a high paying gig. And for the last umpteen years, it's been Fox that has, why? You know, why give the guy a job when nobody likes him? Well, not only uh, that, it but makes sense. it doesn't make sense, particularly since this was the guy during the Iraq war that actually gave out the location of where they were and their plans. He drew it in the sand on live TV That's and they right. had to get him out of there. This, the, you know, he's a hack. He's a liar. He's a hypocrite on top of the fact that he's a disgusting pervert who sent around pictures of himself half naked to, to, yeah, to women. He's a loose cannon. Yeah, yeah. you're right about that, too. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a total weirdo, washed up weirdo. And yet, where is he? On primetime on Fox. I mean, it's just, you know, if it wasn't for Fox, none of these people would have jobs because nobody else would ever want them. So if those, you know, Fox is supposedly our friend, you know, boy, I mean, with friends like that, who needs enemies? Because Fox has been working against us. You know, I stopped even asking or you know, wanting to go on. So I stopped appearing on Fox. I used to be on there a lot, actually. And mm-hmm. it just got embarrassing. <laughs> you know, and I'm, not, I'm not saying I would never go on there again. Um, I might. But, you know, the bottom line is, uh, I, you know, it wasn't it wasn't worth it. It takes a whole day to do one of those five minute segments. And then you go on there and, and then they talk all over you and you yeah. get three words out. And it's like I wasted a whole day for this. Uh, you yeah. know, now I've got a two hour right back home, you know, from the studio. Uh, and I got three words out, you know, and nobody remembers it the next day. So that, right. that's what it is to appear on Fox. And, you know, if the hosts, you know, and one or two hosts in particular would just let the guests speak yeah. uh, once in a while, then, then it would be different. So, yeah. but that's, you know, that's where all that is. All right. I mean, well, you know, I got to talk to you here, but what, yeah. well, I, you know, we're talking to Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. I got it. Uh, one of the things I talked about last hour, I got to get your take on it is I don't know if you if you saw Elon Musk today and um, there's um, uh, uh, was a tw- uh, an exchange between him and all these far left organizations to where he's pledging to continue to work with them uh, to continue to keep yeah. their, you know, all these to continue to his the, the speech, the speech protocols will be based upon these uh, how it affects these quote disadvantaged communities and you know we've been saying for a while stop acting as though elon musk is this hero to the conservative movement and things are going to be glorious with twitter because that's just not the case yes well i i've been fighting a lonely battle on this front for years uh i warned conservatives remember earlier this year i had a nightmare trying to get i had a couple op-ed pieces mm-hmm. on this i had a terrible time trying to get it published because all anybody wanted to hear was how Elon was going to save us. And look, the last, what has the last week been? Oh, he sets up a content moderation panel mm-hmm. that is going to be full of leftists and zero conservative voices. All the same people. Jack Dorsey is still involved in Twitter. He's the one that was censoring us all these years. You know, he's still a shareholder and a partner with Elon Musk. The second largest shareholder in Twitter now is the Saudi royal regime. The Saudi <sighs> royal family is number two. Wow. Um, number three is the government of Qatar. Uh, so that, you know, that's another Middle Eastern country where there is no free speech. 
Uh, you know, so there's that. And, and then these uh, banks uh, have huge loans. Uh, and, they're, you know, these are like J.P. Morgan, you know, liberal woke banks uh, have, you know, an enormous stake in Twitter right now. They're losing billions. This was a horrible deal. Uh, and, and so they're going to want advertisers. Well, guess what? You know, these advertisers, they don't want free speech on Twitter. So what it so what does Musk say about when so you know the question I've been asking it every day on Twitter you know I get like crickets okay so when are the big conservatives going to be reinstated on Twitter where's uh, Mike Lindell where's Donald Trump where's you know just go down the list though I don't see any of them back no no and, and in Musk fact he says, go ahead yeah he says it's going to be a few weeks oh well he kicked the can down the road then it's going to be a few months and a few years then yeah. never. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, can you stick around for another segment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Brian Maloney of Red Wave America and Stop the Scalpings because we are about five days away from the midterm elections. And we're going to discuss that with Brian when we come back. Don't go away. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Continuing our discussion with Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. You know, Brian, I haven't really been focused on, and uh, I'm not an expert in, um, you know, I tend to focus on the United States of America and what's happening here versus the geopolitical scene. So I really haven't been closely paying attention to what's going on in Brazil. Have you? Is there any insight you can share with us about the stolen election down there? Yeah, well, it really looks like it was stolen. And what's interesting, what the first thought I had in reaction was, you know, the protesters assemble. And unlike in the United States, where, you know, our peaceful protesters are are thrown in, in jail to rot for years without a trial, uh, like in D.C., uh, in Brazil, the police, the military, they bent over backwards to support the protesters. Very, very interesting difference. But it was absolutely stolen. And the evidence is showing up that Lula, who is a communist lunatic clown uh, who should have rotted away in jail but was let out and has no business becoming president of Brazil, uh, was simply buying the votes of the people in the impoverished northern parts of Brazil. He was just buying their votes, but he, he didn't pay them. He, you know, he convinced them to vote, and then, oh, we'll be back with your payment. Uh, mm-hmm. And now they're complaining that they didn't get paid. And then somebody was you know, saying on social media, well, you know, at least in America, the Democrats make sure you got paid <laughs> <laughs> first before casting the vote as some kind of bribe. You know, the bribe, you're supposed to get the bribe first, then the vote. But yeah, so the so the election was stolen, but Bolsonaro he just seems to um, be kind of going with this. It's really, his his behavior has been strange. It's been very quiet. Um, he's been very very hard to figure out through this. He's not calling for demonstrations. He's he conceded. Like he's he he conceded, didn't he? I well, unless it happened in the last few hours, he hadn't conceded, okay. but he didn't contest it either, and he just gave kind of strange, I don't know if, you know, somebody's got him, you know, cornered somewhere. I don't know. Uh, holding him hostage. I don't know what's going on, but uh, the bottom line is, you know, the people of Brazil aren't putting up with this. And, it, uh, you know, every time I see it, I'm thinking, wow, here in America, we're so afraid to stand yeah. up for ourselves. And in the rest of the world, they're not. 
really not. No, you know? I mean, whether we're talking about, um, you know, uh, like in uh, the, was it Shanghai or Singapore? Um, we had freedom fighters, fighters over there. You look at the courage that's gone on. Nobody's continuing to talk about Iran and the protest over there. The courage yeah. of these young women to be burning their hijabs, right? Um, yeah. and, 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 and even a, a young teenage, I mean, there's, I don't even know how many hundreds have been murdered and slaughtered over there, uh, by the regime for those freedom fighters. Um, Obama's now saying we should have done more to support them back during his administration. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Democrat party is not interested in overturning any regimes that are actually in, that are actually about freedom right i mean the arab spring right. they they're happy to to help regime change when it puts the muslim brotherhood in power that's what the arab spring was about when they got rid of hosni mubarak when they got rid of Gaddafi. right um you yeah. know they want regime change when when it involves putting totalitarians or authoritarians or autocrats or dictators whatever whatever form of regime it is that's that's who the democrat party wants in power right and that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking of that, we've got our midterm elections coming up five days from now. Um, what's your take on how it's going to flesh out? We're going to see a red wave, Mr. Red Wave. America? Yeah, we're going to annihilate the Democrats on Tuesday. It's going to be absolutely mind blowing what happens on Tuesday. Um, this is going to be a shock to the system. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, we've seen enormous swings toward Republicans over the last few weeks. And, you know, one thing I was pointing out, I was on another radio show this morning in another state, and I, I said, you know, if Rush were still here, because mm-hmm. that was a station that used to carry Rush's show, and I said, if Rush were here, what he would be telling us right now, because he did every single time, he would say, you know what, there wasn't a swing in the polls. That's where we were always at. They just stopped skewing the polls in the final days. And the reason they do that is that they want to look semi-accurate on the final few days so that when, you know, they're looked at afterward, like they don't look like they were Mm. 15 points off. Right. So they're trying to maintain credibility by giving you more, somewhat more honest polls in the last week or so. So it's the change that we were always way, way ahead. You know, I, I was looking at this for months and I thought, who, who in the world could still be voting for Democrats right. at this point? I mean, it's a disaster out there. Disaster on every front. I mean, it is a nightmare. Who would still be support? And I know there are people dumb enough to still vote for them after all this. Sure. But even they have to be a little bit disillusioned. But we're seeing polls right now, and I still think they're underrepresenting Republicans yeah. because a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives simply will not talk to pollsters. And one of the reasons is lack of trust, because you don't know, how, is this really a pollster? Are they going to come to my house afterward? I don't know what's going to happen here, so mm-hmm. I don't talk to them. That's what happens? It's also very hard to reach people uh, these days. People don't answer their phones. So you, know, you don't know about the accuracy of polls anymore. We're right. We're right. Well, well, and it also has to do with um, it, uh, with people knowing that their data is being taken or stolen, you know, because if they're if they're contacting you via I I get for some reason, Democrats have been texting my phone like crazy. And I start and I clicked on the link to take the poll. And it's like, you got to register, right? They want your email address and they they want all your data, right? People don't. And I'm not going to do that. I I don't I don't I don't I don't sign up for any online anything. I don't you know, I'm trying to protect my data as much as much as possible. So that I think that's a major factor in it as well. Um, And I think that I, I think that 
that Joe Biden's speech last night, if desperation had a smell, man, that oh, was yeah. it was absolutely pitiful. I don't it, it, it skins. And I were talking today when we were doing pre-show prep or we like that, that did not move the needle at all. The Democrats no, have no. already they've already moved off from it. There was nobody talking about it today. The Democrats have moved mm-hmm. off from it. Yeah, it was it was. No, I mean. Yeah, and they're sending Kamala Harris into New York and even into Massachusetts uh, to try, you know, to to campaign with some Democrats. They're, the Democrats right now are having to defend a congressional seat in Rhode Island, okay, Rhode <laughs> Island, the, the southern half of Rhode Island, okay, which has been in Democrat hands for the last thirty years, okay, thirty years. Um, they're also having to defend uh, a house seat in the western part of Connecticut that borders New York State, which hasn't had a Republican in it probably ever or since 19 whatever 50 something probably. Uh, you know, so I mean, New England hadn't sent a, a Republican to the House in a, uh, one or two election cycles uh, of any kind from any of the five or six states that we're talking about here. And now we're looking at several. So, I mean, the fact is they are having to defend their turf in deep, deep blue states. So they've already written off places like, you know, Texas or even Arizona uh, has been written off. Now they're having to defend places like Colorado, where the uh, Senate race there is a two point race right now. And also Washington State, where Tiffany Smiley is within a point or two of Patty Murray. You know, so they're having to defend those. And then New Hampshire, all of a sudden we started getting these polls, you know, where it would have been very consistently Democrats ahead by seven to 10. We started seeing polls with the Republicans ahead. Uh, and there's the Senate race there. I mean, this is this is what's interesting. So the guy who got the nomination for New Hampshire uh, to to be the U.S. Senate GOP nominee, the Democrats put him there by spending a fortune in the Republican primary on ads to elect him because they thought as the most conservative candidate, he would be too extreme and then he would lose in November. So the rhinos were in a rampage over this earlier in the year because Bulldog, he, he was, you know, too conservative. He'll never win. And the Democrats played a dirty trick, right? Yeah. Well, the guy is doing great yeah. on the campaign trail. People like him. He's got this great military background. He's a really interesting guy. He's firing them up. Look what happens when a real conservative yeah. is on the ballot. Yeah, and Tulsi Gabbard ran a uh, cut a commercial for him that's running. She did. She yeah. did. Mitch McConnell. So I think win. was it was it Mitch McConnell or Rick Scott from the NRC uh, at the NRCC? I think it is the National Republican. Uh, NRSC, they pulled money. They they didn't want to they didn't want to back oh. him, and he's well, still doing great. Him a dime. Yeah. They haven't given him. They've been hor- Mitch McConnell. They have been horrible with the candidates, and it's not just Arizona. Uh, you know where he, where Mitch McConnell cut off Masters, who might also win mm-hmm. to give the money to Lisa Murkowski, who's yeah. horrible. Uh, you know Tiffany Smiley's not getting any money. Uh, this O'Day uh, in Colorado, who's within two points of Senator Michael Bennett, a horrible Democrat, uh, he's been he's been spending his own money. And the funny thing is, he's not terribly conservative. You'd think Mitch McConnell would have liked him, but he didn't like him either. So we go up and down the list, and what we see is Mitch McConnell thumbing his nose at all the Republicans. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is why this is the thing that infuriates me. So I'm out there every day saying, let's pay attention to the election. And it's, and every, oh, but look, but, but 
that Elon Musk and AOC are in a fight on, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, well, that's not on Tuesday's ballot, you fools. I mean, yeah. that is not, <laughs> we could win races. We could win. There are, there are house seats in California right now where the Democrats are in a, I saw. Well, yeah, Joe yesterday. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Biden is here in San Diego tonight trying yeah. to defend this yeah. Mike Levin or Levin. I don't yeah. know how to say his name. See, where, the, where is the Republican establishment pumping money into Brian Marriott's campaign? He's got a chance to take this. That's it. There, there are four or five house seats in California that no one thought were even in play. Mm-hmm. And the one point I keep making here, Andrea, is that the majority of the house districts, you know, only maybe 20 to 25 of these house districts ever see a poll taken throughout the campaign season because, you know, they don't do polls on all 435 of these because most of them they figure are safe. So they just do the 20 or 25 swing districts out there. The ones that, so there are hundreds of seats out there normally considered safe. Well, we haven't seen a poll and we have no idea. And, Anything can happen on Election Day. This is the weirdest election Mm -hmm. I've ever seen in my life because we have the weirdest set of circumstances right now and the most out-of-touch Democrat Party. And I'm not saying that the Republicans have run particularly strong campaigns because the leadership at the top is lacking, but we've got some good candidates running out there across the the country. These are good people. They're MAGA. They're MAGA. MAGA people. They are. They are. And and they're happy to run with one-tenth the money that the Democrats have. One-tenth the money. Yeah, imagine, uh, and, and imagine yet, what yeah. we, yeah, imagine what we would be doing uh, up and down the ticket everywhere if oh. the Ron, if Ronna McDaniel and Mitch McConnell and these people were opening up their purse strings where, where we, where they should be spending the money, but they're refusing to do it. Brian Maloney, thank you for being here tonight. I'm going to call you out you right bet. now publicly and demand that you're on our election night show next Tuesday night. Oh, I would love it. Okay, good. It. So we will, okay. okay, so we, we pinned you down, put you on the spot and made you commit right here. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so we, Bring the chicken. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for being here, my dear. You bet. All right. Now, stay tuned. Um, just a, 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 another day, another push towards social credit scores, this time involving your rent. We'll share that story with you and how it involves J.P. Morgan Chase. When we come back, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego, FM 96.1 North County, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Speaking of Twitter, one of the things that's trending tonight is an article that came out today from the Wall Street Journal entitled The Messy Unwinding of the New World Order, in which they are lamenting tonight that the New World Order that George Herbert Walker Bush talked about back during his presidency post-Reagan, how it's unraveling. Oh, and just how terrible it is that it's unraveling. And they've got all kinds of charts and figures uh, it, having to do with this. I'm going to I'm going to delve into this and, uh, it, and and address it on tomorrow night's show. I'm going to have to spend a little time digging into it because there's a whole lot of economic information in here. I'm not sure how accurate it is. Um, but first of all, one of the things that jumps out is, uh, you know, I thought that the New World Order was just a conspiracy theory. Suddenly now, evidently, the 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 they're admitting that there was a plan for the New World Order. Right. And and they're lamenting the fact that it's supposedly gone away. So why would they why would they be doing this now? 
Well, it's obvious we're going, you know, towards the midterms and they're trying to lay the foundation for uh, Republicans taking over and how great the new world order was supposed to be for us. And it's all a part of the Great Reset. You know, it, 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 it hasn't gone away. It's just they're they're morphing how to get there and what it's called. Exactly. From the New World Order to the Great Reset, Agenda 21 Same is thing. now Agenda 23. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's happening and what the Democrats have done with their war on energy and the and, and the spending, the war on U- Ukraine, the proxy war that's happening in Ukraine, it's all apart. When that when that uh, a parliament member, the PM from from Ukraine said, uh, you need to help us because this this is about preserving the new world order. That's exactly what this is about. The United States is on is on track to be a part of the Great Reset. The Ayatollah Khomeini today, there's a video out on on Twitter of the Ayatollah Khomeini saying that a death to America, of course, because they I mean, they can't open a sentence or a paragraph without, you know, death to, chanting death to America. And he went on to say that as part of the new world order and working with the World Economic Forum, America will no longer be a superpower. America will no longer will, will just be just another chump on the block. Now I'm flashing back to Dinesh D'Souza's movie 2016 about Obama, where he said at the end of 2016, America will be economically and militarily neutered. That was the goal. And that was as a part of ushering us in to the new world order. But they had somebody that disrupted that, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. MAGA disrupts the plan for the United States of America to become, to be neutered economically and militarily. To be neutered. To be just another chump on the new world order block. And that's what this is about. One of the ways that uh, that that um, we've talked many times about the technocracy, how is that going to look at as part of the global, the exploitation of COVID was really about trying to get trying to, you know, quickly get us there. Right. Um, because how, how can you how can you get uh, all these nations quickly under the new world order and, and as part of this global uh, enterprise? Well, by having by having a, a virus that you can then can, you know, convince everybody to have their bodies handed over to to the world powers and then have our lives being constantly checked and monitored through technocracy in a digital footprint. And and ultimately, the the plan is is that for every all the citizens around the globe to all be under the, the a digital footprint like China with social credit credit scores. It, it, suddenly, the second there was a virus that they could get us to lock down under is the same time that we had a coin shortage, and that and that you could go and touch cans. And packages all around the all around the grocery store, but when it came to the cashier, you couldn't be handing cash over. They would they could take your credit card, but they couldn't take your cash. It was all about exploiting to get us into down the road to the new world order and the digital footprint, and also as a part of that is going to be the social credit scores, right? Which is which is an extension of the cancel culture. We've got to be resisting. Every time somebody says to me, oh, I love Apple Pay, or I love have, I love just scanning. I refuse to use it. Yeah, I love scanning my face um, to get into my phone. I just think it's so great. I just love all this convenience. It makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen. It makes me so angry that s- some of the smartest people I know. They've been duped. They, well, it, it, well, they can't, they, what it is is they're just so naive. 
I got I got one of my closest friends has I don't even know how many degrees this person has. I mean, literally, the, this person is an attorney, a CPA. I mean, on beyond and on smart. and on beyond smart. OK. And yet this person does not has no understanding that that um, she's being a chump because what this is about is, you know, because uh it, too many Americans are distrusting the government. They're they're ignorant of what's happening in the world. They're not paying attention. They actually think that some of these techn- technological advances are really for their convenience when really what it is is it's a means to power, right? And we've got to be fighting back against this cashless society. It's a means for control and it's a means to seize more and more of our money. So the latest uh, effort in this is J.P. Morgan Chase who wants to, quote, disrupt the rent check with its payments platform for landlords and tenants. Uh, According to J.P. Morgan Chase, the vast majority of rent payments are still done through checks. Um, This is according to Sam Yen. He's the chief innovation officer of J.P. Morgan Chase's uh, commercial banking division. He says the vast majority of rent payments are still done through checks. If you talk to residents to this day, they often say the only reason I have a checkbook still is to pay my rent. So this is clearly... How can we get people to get rid of checks once and for all? Sure. And, 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 and Ab, before you dive into the story yourself, ask yourself, why? Why are, why are they doing this? Yeah. Again, supposedly, it's about convenience, right? Why do, if somebody wants to write with a check, why do you care? Let them. What? You're right. Why are you trying to force? Why are you trying to take something away from somebody uh, under the guise of making life more convenient for them? Paying it's about power. Worked for a long. If time. you want to pay by check, how is it anybody's business? It's a solution looking for a problem. What it is, it's it's the Democrats, these communists, these Marxists. They spend all day, every day, looking for a way to seize more power over our lives. And you've got to be smart enough, and not academically smart. You've got to be wise enough. You've got to be critically thinking enough. You've got to you've got to be able to apply common sense and reasoning and be questioning. Too many people fell for the crap lines that were fed to us over COVID. People just were too willing and continue to be too willing to just toss reason and common sense aside and just give over their lives to, 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 to the government. And then they, and then they never want to, they never want to question that because it's easier to con people than to convince them that they've been conned because some of the smartest people on the planet that would fall for this crap don't want to admit that they were dumb, right? I can't be dumb. I'm a comma JD. I can't be an idiot. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a comma JD and I'm a, and I'm a medical doctor, right? It doesn't mean you've it doesn't mean you're you've got common sense. We've got we're we're just according to this article. Oh, gee, this is just terrible. Seventy eight percent are still paid using old school checks and money orders. You know what that tells me, Andrew? If seventy eight percent are paying in that method, let them do it. Yeah, exactly. I would actually say the opposite. If it was only, you know, if it had dwindled down to below 25%, yeah, then maybe it's time for a replacement. And and then they're trying to they're trying to act as though this is what a burden it is on the landlords. But, uh, they're having to manually collect paper checks and deposit oh. them. Oh my gosh, the horror. Somebody's actually written, uh, you know, actually written you a check. What will I do? That's Put just it in the bank. That's just horrific. I got to go to the bank and make a deposit. That's just absolutely horrible. The horror of it. Oh, and then on top of it, they're using decades-old software like Microsoft, like Intuit. 
Story, which is the Chase's new um, program, will, quote, give property owners and managers much more visibility across their entire portfolio to see exactly what's been paid and what hasn't been paid. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm a tenant, I don't care about co- the convenience of my landlord. I'm not interested. Say thank you when I write you the check, Okay. That's what you need to. That's what you need to do. We've entered into, and and my agreement with is is with you, landlord. I what you do and how you handle your business is none of my business, and I'm not interested. All that need, you need to worry about is that you get paid, right? While the bank says it's the country's top lender to multifamily property owner, da, 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 it's aiming to be. So they're just they're just hoping this is also going to get them more clients. So you know. I, I'm I'm all for you know capitalism and and making money and all that, um, but not when it's clear that these uh, all, every institution in the country right now is already corrupted, and we know that all the corporations are already according to Standards and Poor's and Moody's they're already being evaluated according to ESG, and now they're trying to bleed that down onto us, and we must fight this at every chance we get. I know going into the midterms. You know, people are struggling financially. This is the kind of thing, the culture wars isn't the kind of thing that's top of mind to people, but you've got to be thinking about it. We've got to stop thinking just, you know, uh, today, right, when it comes to, to politics. As Elhoff would say, think a layer deeper. we got to think a layer deeper because the Democrats are. The Democrats, the Democrats are. Democrats have peeled the whole onion. Well, yeah. Yeah, they're way deep, and they have been for decades, and they've been playing a long game been playing a long game. I'm tired of hearing from people that are like, I'll start paying attention to what's going on with the presidential election. Then you're, you, you, you It'll know, be too late, my friend. Yeah, we're, we're dead if that's what the majority of Americans and conservatives are doing. All right, going to take a break for our final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Why does John Fetterman think he's in China? <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Also, you need to remember as we're going into these midterms, they're wanting pandemic amnesty. No. My best friend's aunt novice died alone in a nursing home. Died alone in a nursing home. No deals, man. Not interested in deals with you people. She died of, she had had dementia for years and she died alone. And of course, the next day, the nursing home demanded that my best friend and her mother go and retrieve novice's personal effects. So they could go in the day after novice died into the same nursing home, but they couldn't go in and sit there with her. And and, and they knew she was dying. They knew knew days in advance that she was going to pass away. So no deals. You got to remember that. Because they are not done with controlling every aspect of your life. No, they're just regrouping. You think about the evil involved with denying people, making seniors die alone. Meanwhile, George Floyd uh, had how many funerals? You couldn't hold a funeral for your loved one. You couldn't even go and sit and hold a hand. Aunt Novice had to die alone. But yet George Floyd's family could have six funerals and all huddled together in a church. To celebrate a drug addict, a man who held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly. No deals. No deals with these, with these pandemic people. Talk about it. Talk about political violence. 
Is there any greater political violence skins than what happened with COVID? Killing people? Nope. There's a video I saw today. I'm going to try to track down this embalmer. There's a video that I saw today of him referring to uh, what's happening inside uh, people's veins from these shots. He says it's like pulling calamari out of their veins. So I'm going to try to track him down. But let's end the show in a little laugh, shall we? John Fetterman, who's bragging about his his crime record and, and his plan to want to put uh, murderers back out on the streets, uh, had this to say about China. Clip three. You know, given a choice uh, to have all of his merchandise as part of his kind of empire uh, from the, the show, all of it was manufactured right here in China. Never right here in Pennsylvania or in, in, uh, in America. <laughs> Right here, Say what? Yeah. <laughs> right here in, in China. Um, okay, you know, uh, I, I don't know what products he's talking about. That doc, doc, I never watched the Doctor Oz show, um, so I have no idea what he's talking about. But speaking of the smell of desperation, right? Doctor Oz, by the way, is officially up in the polls as well as he should be. I mean, good grief! I mean, who in Pennsylvania would vote for that? Although the although Pennsylvania Democrat voters, they know that he's not, you know, that that they would not be voting for John Fetterman to do anything. <clears throat> They'd be voting to keep uh, the far left in, in power and they would be controlling Fetterman and, and what went on in that office, just like they're controlling Joe Biden. Right. Um, I wonder if I wonder if Biden is having a good time tonight here. In San Diego. I wonder if he knows where he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you think we've got a large, obviously a large Hispanic population here in San Diego? We're sure a border we do. town. Do you think that he that he referred to any of the voters as breakfast tacos I really, like, I hope, like Joe I Biden did? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what gaffe we're going to hear, uh, if if any, uh, from tomorrow. In Florida, he was at a fundraiser. He said he talked to the man who invented insulin. Uh, uh, note to Joe, he's been dead a while. Yeah. Do you think he's going to come here and talk about how he, he, you know, he had a great conversation with Jonas Salk last night on his, on his way in? I don't know. Apparently he knows people on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So tomorrow's Friday fun day. We've got Bob Walters who's going to be here. We'll have our hero of the week and our stink of the week. Do you have a Friday fun day? Do you have a movie that you're looking at uh, for this week? Um. Uh. No, but I can tell people. Six months later, Top Gun is still in the theater making moolah because it ain't woke. You know. I. You know. I'd go see that before I'd go see any of that Wakanda because I don't even th- know that we talked about woke. Uh, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. What I'm calling Wakanda. Did you know that uh, that uh, some of the actors involved in that had actually said that none of the white fans should have got should go to see that movie on opening weekend that you needed to wait because because oh, that, that's where that comes from. I had heard about that, but didn't know the source. Wow. Yeah. So I guess now um, that that uh, that officially white movie watchers are supposed to go to the back of the bus, not allowed to go on on opening day. Unbelievable! How how is I wonder how Wakanda is doing at the box office? I mean, when not you tell when you tell half the half the population they're not good enough that they that they're because of their skin color they're not allowed to go on opening. Shameful! Yeah. By Wakanda, I'm hoping you lose big. Big, the producers lose big on that movie. All right, we'll see you all tomorrow night, Friday Fun Day on the Andrea K Show. Peace out. Love you all. Three 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.